European Heart Journal Case Reports 2021. I'm Sophia Katak, podcast editor. Today I'll be talking about a case report by Julian George Westphal, Matthias Uhler, Paul Christian Schulz, and Daniel Kretschmer from University of Jena, Germany. Titled A Case Report of a 37-Year-Old Woman with Pulmonary Arterial Hypertension First Presented During Her Third Pregnancy and Favorable Long-Term Vasoreactive Response. Pulmonary hypertension is a high blood pressure affecting the arteries of the lungs and the right side of the heart. The signs and symptoms usually develop slowly and may take months or even years before being noticeable. These signs and symptoms include dyspnea, fatigue, dizziness, chest pain, palpitations, ankle swelling and even ascites. Pulmonary arterial hypertension is a rare disorder and a form of the broader condition that is pulmonary hypertension. It is more common in women and is associated with worse clinical outcomes. It generally affects women between 30 and 60 years of age. Although pregnancy is discouraged in patients with known pulmonary arterial hypertension, pregnancy may occur in undiagnosed patients who then may develop symptoms of pulmonary arterial hypertension from hemodynamic shift secondary to pregnancy. This case report highlights the symptoms in an undiagnosed pregnant patient and her journey through different tests leading to diagnosis and subsequent successful management. A 37-year-old Caucasian female was referred for symptoms of breathlessness during her 34th week of her third pregnancy. Her symptoms started during her first trimester with mild shortness of breath. Transthoracic echocardiogram at the time was reported as normal. ECG showed signs of right heart strain. Therefore, CT pulmonary angiogram was performed to rule out pulmonary embolism. She had no comorbidities and had one healthy child and one previous abortion due to acute toxoplasmosis in the past. The patient was in WHO functional class 4. On examination, she had sinus tachycardia with a heart rate of 110 per minute, tachypnea with respiratory rate of 28 per minute, and she was needing 2 litres of oxygen to maintain oxygen saturations. Her blood test showed an elevated BNP value of above 300 picograms per mil. Echocardiogram showed signs of chronic right heart pressure overload with estimated systolic pulmonary arterial pressure of 86 millimeters of mercury plus central venous pressure. Left ventricle was of normal size and function. The patient was transferred to the intensive care unit and treated with phosphodiesterase type 5 inhibitor sildenafil 20 milligrams twice daily, which reduced the systolic pulmonary artery pressure to 60 millimeters of mercury plus central venous pressure. She had emergency C-section performed without complications and following birth had further investigations such as BQ scan to rule out chronic pulmonary embolic disease, blood tests to rule out vasculitis, connective tissue disorder, as well as viral illnesses such as HIV or hepatitis. High-resolution CT and lung function tests rule out interstitial lung disease and obstructive or restrictive respiratory diseases. Abdominal ultrasound scan was performed to rule out portal hypertension. All of these investigations pointed towards the diagnosis of idiopathic pulmonary arterial hypertension aggravated by pregnancy. She had pulmonary arterial hypertension confirmed on left heart cath and right heart catheterization. This showed an elevated mean pulmonary arterial pressure of 66 millimeters of mercury with an elevated left ventricular and diastolic pressure of 16 millimeters of mercury and elevated peripheral vascular resistance of 608. According to the European Society of Cardiology and European Respiratory Society, her score was 1.55, which put her at intermediate risk, and therefore endothelial receptor antagonists such as macitentan 
10 milligrams was added. The patient made a good recovery and was discharged home. On six months follow-up, the patient was still in WHO functional class 3. Transthoracic echocardiogram showed elevated systolic pulmonary arterial pressure of 58 millimeters of mercury plus central venous pressure, which was confirmed on repeat right heart cath with elevated systolic pulmonary arterial pressure and peripheral vascular resistance. Vasodilator testing was trialed with a significant response at a dose of 15 nanograms per kilograms per minute of IV epoprostenol. As a result, high-dose calcium channel blocker therapy with amlodipine was started and sildenafil was discontinued due to hypotension. There was an improvement in patient symptoms at 6 months with a WHO functional class 2. Right heart cath showed a decreased pulmonary arterial pressure to 25 mm of mercury and reduction of peripheral vascular resistance. Although patient declined further right heart catheterization at follow-up, non-invasive estimation of systolic pulmonary arterial pressure at follow-ups at 6 to 12 months all showed values of less than 30 mm of mercury plus central venous pressure on transthoracic echo. The patient remains well in WHO functional class 1 with BNP of less than 100 and is being followed up 6 monthly. Pulmonary hypertension is defined by an elevated mean pulmonary arterial pressure of greater or equal to 25 millimeters of mercury at right heart catheterization. Normal mean pulmonary artery pressure at rest is 14 plus or minus 3 millimeters of mercury with upper limit of normal being 20 millimeters of mercury. It can be divided into precapillary and postcapillary pulmonary hypertension. In precapillary pulmonary hypertension, there is mean pulmonary arterial pressure of greater than 25 millimeters of mercury, pulmonary arterial wedge pressure of less than or equal to 15 millimeters of mercury, and peripheral vascular resistance of greater or equal to 3 Woods unit. Postcapillary pulmonary hypertension also has a mean pulmonary arterial pressure of greater than 25 millimeters of mercury, pulmonary artery wedge pressure of greater than 15 millimeters of mercury, but peripheral vascular resistance of less than or equal to 3 Woods unit. It can also be combined pre- and post-capillary in which the mean pulmonary artery pressure is greater than 25 mm of mercury, diastolic pulmonary gradient is greater or equal to 7 mm of mercury, and or peripheral vascular resistance is greater than 3 Woods unit. According to their clinical presentation, pathological findings, and hemodynamic characteristics, pulmonary hypertension is categorized into five groups. These are pulmonary arterial hypertension, pulmonary hypertension due to left heart disease, pulmonary hypertension due to lung disease, pulmonary hypertension due to thromboembolic disease, and lastly, pulmonary hypertension due to unclear etiology or multifactorial mechanisms. Pulmonary arterial hypertension is diagnosed by ruling out the other causes of pulmonary hypertension. According to the ESE, echocardiogram is recommended as first-line non-invasive diagnostic investigator in patients with suspicion of pulmonary hypertension. Ventilation perfusion lung scans are recommended to exclude chronic thromboembolic pulmonary hypertension. Routine biochemistry, such as hematology, immunology, HIV testing, thyroid function tests, are all recommended to identify specific associated conditions. Although many initial tests are performed to investigate pulmonary hypertension, according to the ESC, Right heart catheterization is recommended to confirm the diagnosis of pulmonary hypertension and support treatment decisions. Vasoreactive testing, however, is only recommended in patients with idiopathic pulmonary arterial hypertension, heritable pulmonary arterial hypertension, and pulmonary arterial hypertension associated with drugs 
to detect patients who would benefit from treatment with high-risk calcium channel blockers. A positive response to vasoreactive testing is defined as reduction in mean pulmonary artery pressure of greater than or equal to 10 mm of mercury, reaching mean pulmonary artery pressure of less than or equal to 40 mm of mercury with an increased or unchanged cardiac output. Nitric oxide or IV epoprostenol is used for performing vasoreactive testing. Patients with pulmonary hypertension are closely followed up by expert centres. According to the ESC, it is recommended to follow up every three to six months for medical assessment and determination of functional class with repeat ECG in stable patients. Repeat echocardiogram and cardiopulmonary exercise testing is recommended every six to 12 months after baseline tests unless there is clinical worsening of symptoms, in which case repeat study may be performed sooner. Pulmonary artery wedge pressure and left ventricular and diastolic pressure were both elevated in the patient discussed in this case report, formally suggesting left heart disease causing pulmonary hypertension. This is explained by the increased circulatory volume, which can cause misinterpretation of results in pregnant patients. Treatment following non-vasoreactive testing primarily depends on the patient's risks determined by their WHO functional class. Patients with a low or intermediate risk, which is WHO functional class 2 to 3, are usually treated with either initial monotherapy or initial oral combination therapy, and those at high risk with WHO functional class 4 are treated with combination therapy, including IV prostacycline analogues. Although maternal outcomes have improved, pulmonary arterial hypertension still has a high maternal mortality rate of between 16 to 30%. So much so that with known pulmonary arterial hypertension, pregnancy is avoided, and when pregnancy occurs, termination is discussed. One reason for this is the large fluid shifts or changes in the hemodynamics caused by pregnancy. Risk of right heart failure is particularly high during labor, delivery, and postpartum period. In conclusion, pulmonary arterial hypertension is a rare disease associated with a high mortality, especially in pregnant women. Several investigations are performed in patients with signs, symptoms or history suggestive of pulmonary hypertension, but the condition is confirmed using right heart catheterization. MDT approach in management strategies and close follow-up is important in ensuring the best outcome for the patient and child. The author suggests the following learning points. Pulmonary arterial hypertension is a rare disease with a high latency from symptoms onset to diagnosis causing relevant delay in therapy initiation. Vasodilator testing should be performed in patients with pulmonary arterial hypertension to identify patients that can be treated safely and efficiently with calcium channel blockers over a long period of time. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case report for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports Podcasts. References and original case reports are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirt.